20% of all jobs that we have today will not be around in 10 years' time, and 20% of new jobs that no one's even heard of will be around in 10 years' time. Now, you can't plan for that. You are listening to Changing Careers, a podcast about how MBA careers are changing and how MBAs change their careers. I am Conrad Chua. The premise of this podcast is that people can change their careers. And in a way, you have no choice anymore because industries and jobs are changing so quickly. So one question is, how do you know what's right for you? Or is that even a question worth asking? My guest this week, Christopher Moore, will talk about how teenagers are using an assessment tool called My Careers Options. My Careers Options assesses a teenager's personality and skills and suggests 10 jobs they can consider. While the tool is aimed at schools, teenagers, and career advisors, you will find that a lot of today's discussion is also applicable to MBAs. First, Christopher explains what is My Careers Options. Um, My Careers Options is a careers matching tool for 11 to 19-year-olds. What that means is an 11 to 19-year-old doesn't know what they're going to do as a career. They take our assessment and our assessment gives them a top 10 report of careers they would be good at. This assessment, it's online, and can you give us an idea about what is involved in an assessment? The assessment is completely online. It's an online app. Um, uh, We made a conscious decision to have no uh, paper version at all. Um, It can be done on any device, anywhere, and at any time. It's very, very important that that we built that into the system. Um, What essentially it is, is a series of um, psychometric assessments, a personality assessment, a preference assessment, an interest assessment, um, a verbal reasoning assessment, a mathematical reasoning assessment, and a spatial awareness assessment. Now, they're all put together in one holistic assessment, and um, no questions are that you can never get two or three of the same question at a time. So, you might get a personality question, followed by a verbal question, followed by a math question, or then two interest questions, and so on. Um, it, they tend to be, uh, they follow at the moment, they follow a standard format so that we can prove that we're working. Once we've proved that we're working, we're looking into other ways of, de- uh, of delivering the, uh, the assessment through gamification and through stealth assessment. But at the moment, we're following traditional psychometric lines. And at the end of the assessment, it takes about one hour to do in total, is that right? That's correct. It takes about an hour. What we built into the system was you can take it anywhere and anytime. So you could do one question, stop, go away for two weeks, come back and you come on to question two. It's completely how you want it to be. Also, if you find something's too difficult, you can skip. There's a skip button in the system because a lot of people become um, disillusioned if something is very difficult. Some maths questions are quite difficult. and A lot of people become disillusioned by that. Um, At the end of that hour, um, which like I say, could be taken over as long as you like, at the end of that, you get a basic report. And the report gives you a top 10 of careers that you would be good at and that you would fit and that you would be happiest in based on the assessment you've just taken. What do you mean by fit with a career fit is a, is a good question There's, we call it job fit um it's something that i invented i don't know if i did or not but that's, i'm taking credit for it um and what it is is um you have a series of careers and those careers uh, we employed a lot of careers advisors multiple careers advisors from careers england those careers can be defined in certain ways so for cert- for an example certain careers require a great deal of ability to study 
or research. Other careers re require you to be able to think on your feet. Other careers, there are many, there's a whole spreadsheet of things that they look at. And when we built the assessments, we ranked the careers based on the assessment results. So literally, it's how you as a person fit a particular career. And what is the science behind uh, my career options? You don't have to tell us the secret sauce, but the science. I'm, I'm not a scientist. Uh, I'm definitely not a scientist. So we have uh, a great scientist who, who works with us, a guy called Dr. David Stilwell from Cambridge University. He's a, just a genius. Um, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> and he, he got together a lot of assessments, um, picked out the best bits for what we wanted to do, and put them together in a sort of a, a combined unit of assessments. So the science is the same as any psychometric science. The science is about a puzzle pool or a question pool. How you answer those questions depends on what question you go on to next, difficulty and things like that. But what we wanted to do was integrate the whole system. And that's what David did for us. He also um, uh, went outside um, uh, and found a, a guy for us that was very, very good at spatial awareness and things like that. Because spatial awareness is a difficult thing to measure. And um, to build uh, an assessment from scratch would be very, very expensive. And of course, we'd have to go through the whole system of having it approved by the British Psychology Society. So David found a, a chap who was working at, at uh, Cambridge called Aidan Lowe, who had a spatial awareness assessment that he'd already tested and had approved. So we, uh, we used that. I guess one of the difficulties with a lot of uh, assessments like this is how do you verify that it, it actually works, right? For um, I mean, you would think you'd have to take years to figure out, does this person actually, did this person flourish in a particular career? And obviously there's lots of other factors that come into it. So how would you uh, measure the success of MCO? I measure it by how it affects the people who take it. That's one. And that's kind of, um, it's qualitative, definitely not quantitative. So the, um, the interventions we make with kids who are 13, 14, 15, to see them inspired to go off and, and try a career, I, I think that's a win. You know, that a kid who never, who'd never even heard of a job. We had, we had, a, we had a, a parent who rang up and said that um, her, her daughter had got ergonomist. I don't know what an ergonomist is. Um, and her daughter got ergonomist. And, and, and she said, and I thought I'm going to get an earful here about what the hell's an ergonomist was. And she said that was brilliant. She went off, researched it, found out what an ergonomist was, and thought, I'd love to do that. And she's now on the path to becoming an economist. So I think that's a win in itself. The secondary thing is um, how do teachers, parents, careers advisors react to what we're doing? Because they're the people who make the most important interventions. If you can engage a parent in a child's career, they're going to do much better. If the school is engaged in a child's career, they're going to do much better. And if you can get a professional careers advisor to help with a child's career, they're going to do very well. So we deliberately went out there and built something that parents and schools would also be involved in. They get the same report that the child gets. They're encouraged to engage in the report and investigate with the child about the different jobs. As I said, this, this parent came back and said, I had never even heard of it. And we started researching and there we go. Um, also with careers advisors, careers advisors have a very limited time with parents, with their students. And the currency of their job is time. So if you can save them time, then you can help them make better interventions. So if a, a child comes to them and says, here's my My Careers Options report, I really want to be an ergonomist, help me. Then the, 
the very beginning of the conversation is great, wonderful. Let's go off and find out how we can do that and where you're going to go and what happens and so on. The third metric is out of the people we test and we give them a top 10, how many of them end up in jobs in the top 10? And we've only been up and running for three months. So I haven't, we're just, that's going to extend and extend and extend. We've got a program at the moment where um, we ask students if we can get in touch with them every six months when they've left school. And at the moment, that's working okay. They do get in touch. Um, we send them a little survey out to say, where are you, what you're doing? We're not specific because we don't want to push them in a certain direction and then see what the results come back. But we haven't even got to our first six months yet. We had a trial eight months ago. So those kids have, have come back to us. But our real uh, retail product, if you like, we, we haven't tested that. So that will be in two years, three years, four years, five years. And we'll keep reporting as we go along. So is your hope that uh, the product can change the conversation in a way? Because uh, whether it's kids at 11 who have no idea or what are my own experiences with MBAs, they think, they come in and they think, I need to go into strategy consulting because I've seen everybody who, who takes an MBA to go to strategy consulting. I only know three companies in that field. So I need to go into those three. Is that the kind of, one of the... Uh, hopes that you have is changing that conversation expanding it totally totally um i really have a hope that and it, it, it might sort of sound a bit grand but i really have a hope that every kid will have access to it and that every kid as they move through school will see how because 11 year olds and a 14 year old's personality is not the same but a 14 year old and 18 year old's personality is very very similar you know, they're, they're, and, and then an 18-year-old and 24-year-old is very, very similar. So there's, there are sort of metrics as we move forward. But yes, my hope is that we totally change the conversation. At the moment, it appears that the conversation is a little bit adversarial between schools, parents, students, careers advisors, when really they should, and they don't, they don't mean it to be. It's schools go, oh, we can't engage parents, and parents go, schools never talk to us. They, they, don't, they want to engage with each other, it's just they don't. And I think if you can create this kind of triangle where you've got a careers report in the middle and you've got a kid and a, and a, uh, and a teacher and a parent and they're all talking about the same thing, you're going to get a better result. So, yes, I, I do hope we can change the conversation completely. In today's uh, Financial Times, somebody referenced a, a study that showed that I think of something like one in 10 or two in 10 um, kids in the UK wanted to be a YouTube vlogger. Uh, obviously, five years ago, that nev that term never even existed. And setting aside the moral, my own moral judgment about what a YouTube vlogger is, uh, how does my career options take into account the changing nature of work and you know any sort of new jobs that come up? Yeah, you you brought up a really interesting point actually. Um, that we work with the government on this. There's something called the National Careers Database, and the government hold a database of all the jobs that they. Um, they say like university courses in and civil service and so on. The reason why we do that is so that um, everything a student sees is exactly the same. So UCAS, universities, it's all badged the same. It all looks the same. It's all got the same words and the same names and so on. Um, that is updated every six months. And what happens is some jobs fall off and some jobs appear. So we update every six months as well. So when the government updates, we update. But you have brought a very interesting uh, question up because we were doing some research with um, very high-end careers advisors. And they were, re they were uh, very, very much of the belief that 20% of all jobs that we have today will not be around in 10 years' time. 
and 20% of new jobs that no one's even heard of will be around in 10 years' time. Now, you can't plan for that. I mean, how, if, if I was 18, when I was 18, in 1980-whatever, I can't remember, I ain't that old, um, I couldn't have planned to become a vlogger because it didn't exist. So that's when you sort of got to say there's always going to be changes in someone's career. Um, also, maybe next year vlogger won't be as popular as it is this year. You, you just don't know. You mentioned earlier that personalities might change. So how does um, MCO kind of cater to that? Does it, is it a case of taking it a few times? Yeah, um, you're right. Personalities do change. So what we would like is it to be deployed at 11. So when someone starts secondary school, we're actually working on a primary school product, but that's about soft skills. It's a little game. And it's about soft skills like timing and politeness and things like that. But once you get to secondary school, the skills are a little bit more honed. So at 11, we would give the assessment. At 13, we would give the assessment. At 15, we would give the assessment. At 17, we would give the assessment. Having said that, there was actually, I, I met a research student the other day who'd been working on a fabulous uh, piece of uh, research that I'd never seen before, which was about um, how, how quickly an individual can be inculcated in the culture of a company and that they can go in with one personality fit and after a very short period of time in a company, and I'm talking about those companies that have a very defined culture, Apple or um, the body shop or something like that, a very defined culture, a person's personality can actually, can actually shift towards the culture of the company. Now, the research is going on at the moment and the question is, does their personality shift or does it bring out aspects of the personality that they wanted? In that? It, there's research going on. But I found that fascinating because if it, if it could change within two or three months of going into a company, that opens up a whole new range of, of assessment. I mean, following up on that, there's a growing school of thought that people should not try to follow their passion or try to figure out what is their passion in careers. Um, and rather, they should just go out, try things, figure out where, you know, and that trying to figure out what's inside you is just so difficult. Um, what's, is, is, it, is it implicit in my career options that you feel, actually, it is important to find out what is your personality, what is your passion, and that that should guide your career? That's a really, really interesting question. I'll give that a little bit of thought. Um, okay, I th there's, at some point, you've got to come down on a side. And I'm going to come down on the side that says, your personality and your passion makes a big difference to what you do in the future. To be happy in it. I might be wrong. Uh, maybe research is right and people's personality is not that important, but I don't feel that. Maybe that's because I, I always pursued my passion as a, as a job. Um, and f and, I, and I, I was one of those people that loved my job. And when I went to my job, I couldn't get enough of it. And I would work 100 hours a week and I just loved the job. And I would never take holidays, talk to my wife. And I would never, you know. Um, and I'm not in that job anymore. So you don't sort of know where you're going to go with a particular job. But person, passion versus... Oh, that's a really interesting one. Okay, no, I'm going to come down on the side of passion. I think you have to enjoy what you do. That doesn't mean it's the love of your life. That doesn't mean that your job... You know that whole thing about make your hobby your job? Well, I think that has a, that has a darker side, which is a hobby's a hobby, not a profession. You know? Turning your hobby into a profession could mean that you stop liking your hobby. 
Do you know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't know about that. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I think personality is very important, to be honest. I, I think it's not only just important for you, but it's important for your fellow workers. Because if, if you fit your job and you're happy in your job, then you're going to get on better with the people around you and the productivity is going to go up. What has your own career been like? Well, I, I, um, from the age of seven, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Um, so I, I went, my, my sister took me, took me to see 2001 when I was seven years old. And I saw that and went, I don't know what that is, but that's what I want to do. So um, that's all I wanted to do. And that's what I did. I was going to say, seven years old, were you even allowed in the cinema to watch 2001? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. I hope so, because that's where I was, yeah. No, I, I loved film, and that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I did. Yeah. And, and I sort of, I moved uh, in different parts of film. Um, I ended up in a sort of, uh, in a previous company, making games, video games. And that's how I ended up in the psychometrics world, because... Um, we were looking at gamifying psychometric assessments. And that's how I met Dr. David Stilwell at Cambridge. And, and then I, I became very, very interested in that idea of where people's careers come from and how they move through their careers. And, and, and if you could make some difference, and then as I started to move into that business, I found out that you could make a difference. There are a lot of people that you could affect in a good way. So, Chris, how can people... Um find out more about you and my career options uh well no one needs to know anything about me so that's <laughs> no fun. but if you go to www.mycareersoptions.com it's my careers with an s options.com or .co.uk sorry um we're, we're building an international product at the moment so i keep saying .com so it's my careersoptions.co.uk um there's loads of information on there um you can have a look at how it works and um if you want to you can download it and have your child go through it and your product is also geared towards schools to use it. Is that right? Yeah. Um, originally, we thought it would be a parent product. And then we realized we couldn't make enough of an impact. We did a lot of research in the parent world and found out that there were, how can I put this politely? There were some parents who just didn't care. Uh, literally, who would put down on a form, they just don't care. And I thought, well... I don't, want to, I don't want those kids not to have it. So if we go to the school, then it sort of takes that kind of parent out of the equation. Um, so we went to schools and said, look, would you like this and so on? And would you? And a lot of schools piloted it for us and so on. Um, I've, we're bi building a different model now, actually. Because schools are so strapped for cash, um, what we're going to do is we're going to start a sponsorship model for local companies. Because as we've built the system, we've been involved with businesses. And businesses have said, oh, this is great for us. We need apprentices. We need, and it was far better if we get apprentices that want to be in our company, that want to do what they want to do. So what we're trying to do is we're building a sponsorship program, which for a very low amount of money, literally 50 pounds a month, a local company could sponsor their local school to have my careers options for all their children, for all the pupils in the school. And that's what we're looking at at the moment, because what we're trying to do is get every school have it, not just the ones that have money. Uh, that's kind of the way we'd like to go. That was my conversation with Christopher Moore of My Careers Options. If you're a parent, a school leader, or you're working in a company interested in sponsoring MCO to the local schools, make sure to check out their website. You can listen to this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Subscribe if you've not done so. And if you've already subscribed, thank you so much. 
And please remember, share this with someone you know who would benefit from listening. You can also leave a rating and review. It helps others discover the show. You can tweet at me at ConradChua16. That's at Conrad C-H-U-A-1-6. And let me know what you think about the show. Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers.